Hey there, Grease the Wheels Nation. This episode of Grease the Wheels is sponsored by the Toolheads Crate. Toolheads Crate is a monthly subscription crate service that is made for you, and they're loaded up full of goodies like coupons, discount codes, and t-shirts to some of your favorite tool companies, as well as the stuff that gives you a little taste of what those companies have to offer. Their slogan, Cheap Box Better Stuff, that's right, they are not going to be gouging you with fancy advertising or fancy shipping. Nope, they are just getting a cheap box and loading it full of stuff that's going to make your life easier. This month, the Golden Wrench Box winner wins a high-definition video boroscope from SP Tools USA valued at over $520. If you've never used one of these, you have to. They're absolutely awesome. Me and Uncle Jimmy actually had a lot of fun with one of them when my brake booster filled with ice. Toolheads Crate, proud sponsor of Grease the Wheels. All right, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Grease the Wheels once again. This is your Uncle Jimmy coming to you live from the Rock and Roll Garage with your weekly podcast about being an automotive technician. Hopefully some of the things that you hear on this podcast help you with your job, or at least with your attitude, or with your state of mind. I know that my state of mind could use some help every once in a while, help which I don't get, but... Maybe this podcast is a release for me. I don't know it has, if it's been effective. I'll have to keep you filled in on that. I do get to complain about a lot of things on here. And uh, I just want to say before I get started with this week's complaints about this business that uh, I, I enjoy my job and I like it and I don't mind doing it. And my peace of mind is okay. And my mental state is probably okay and uh i'm fine okay so if i sound like i'm angry and i'm about ready to take hostages or do a mass shooting somewhere it's not gonna happen where i work now it's a pretty nice place to work i like a lot of the people i work with there's a couple of people i could live without i could definitely deal with some increased uh payment for what I do because I do a good job. At least I think I do a good job. Uh, One of the things that does irritate the living fucking shit out of me though, and I can't express that any stronger than that, is when people think that they can do my job. Now, I, I think that this is basic human nature here, that you think you can do something because you saw somebody else do it. I actually have a name for it. Uh, as far as technicians go, I call them monkey see, monkey do technicians, okay? They see you do something, they feel like they can do it too. Um, I've had this fail on a catastrophic level in the past, okay? And I may have even talked about that before where uh, new hires and people who are uh, not so bright come along and try to do the same job that I do and fail miserably. But because they're paid virtually nothing they get to continue to keep doing that because it's a lot cheaper to have these kinds of technicians around and it increases your profit margin and so on and so forth so uh that's one phase of people thinking they can do my job that really 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 sends me right over the fucking edge the new guys who roll in all full of confidence and uh shiny new tools from harbor freight and uh they feel like they can do my job. And guess what they find out? Pretty, 
pretty much right away is <laughs> pretty pretty much right away they find out. Guess what? It's a lot fucking harder than it looks, boys. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, head on over to the parts department and have them give you another one of these fucking parts that you just destroyed. You fucking moron. Okay. Now, new guys who roll into the shop with cheap tools and uh, maybe maybe some schooling. They're not the ones that I'm really talking about here, okay? Because uh, honestly, uh, there's nobody doing this job, okay? There's no glut of technicians right now. This, the supply, the laws of supply and demand are somehow being circumvented by dealer associations and, and service managers and general managers and shop owners. And uh, they're still not paying. They're not paying a, a good, solid, livable wage to uh, technicians still trying to steal their services even though they need us more than ever. Uh, what I'm talking about when I say people doing my job, is it's a simple thing. I've heard a lot of people say, oh, I could do that. I could do that. I've done that before. I call bullshit. I'm gonna call bullshit every fucking time too, by the way, because I've seen people try to do my job and I think all of us have. And if you're a fan of any of these uh, Facebook pages, you know, like the Wrenching Network and this kind of thing, You've seen the posts where people have tried to do things themselves and absolutely completely fucked their car right up. And then they're forced to either have their car towed or somehow limp it or drive it to your shop or your dealership and have it fixed professionally and correctly. I've had to undo, and I'm sure all of you have too. I, I'm going to give you, I'm just going to say right now, all of you have probably fixed some colossal fuck-ups, things that customers did that were just all fucking wrong. One of my favorites was, and I ranted about this one before, so I'll make it short. One of my favorites was when the customer decided he was going to pull a bunch of fuses. Uh, I had one customer one time, he decided he didn't like the check engine light in his uh, BMW 7 Series, so he yanked a bunch of fuses hoping that the check engine light would go out. <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> The result of his and his yanking was that uh, a hell of a lot more lights came on and also would not go back off. And uh, what this guy did, and this guy really, uh, I want to nominate this particular individual for the piece of shit Hall of Fame, okay? Because he's, the car still ran and drove, even though every, every light in the goddamn dashboard was on. He had his wife, his like eight and a half month pregnant wife drive the car into the dealership, explain to us what her husband had done and could, oh, by the way, could we please fix the car and return it to proper running condition? Uh, this this was my top vote getter for piece of shit of the year. You know, I mean, it's one thing to be a jackass and pull some fuses and think you're smarter than everybody else when you're not, but it's a, a whole nother thing to uh, rope your pregnant wife who's about to deliver offspring that we hope and pray grow up to not be as fucking stupid as their dad and send them into the dealership to be berated and put down and <laughs> just generally derided for the idiocy of their spouse. I think at one point in time, I didn't say this to the customer. I don't talk to them very often, but I did wonder... Uh, how he was actually able to deposit seed inside of his wife because it didn't seem like he was bright enough to do that right. But unless it's the pale man's kid, okay? So, which it could be, you know? And 
maybe for human sake, all of us, uh, let's hope that's exactly what happened because this guy was a fucking dumb fuck uh, for what he was thinking. Now, people think that they can do a lot of things. I think a lot of people see other people doing a job and think, oh, shit, I could do that. You know, like being a garbage man. Yeah, sure. Could I pick up a garbage can and put it on the little ledge and then hit, hit a lever and have it flip it up into the back of a garbage truck? Sure, I could fucking do that. Would I? No, I would not do that. That, it, that That's probably a, uh, uh, pardon the pun, but that's probably a shitty job. I wouldn't want to do that. So, you know, for me to go around saying, oh, I could do that, I wouldn't, no. Uh, I don't think people do that. Not to a garbage man, okay? But you have other occupations where people see those people working and think that they can do it. I, I'm talking about uh, actors and actresses, uh, comedians, uh, musicians is one. Uh, professional athletes, that's another one. Uh, there's many, many other professions I'm sure that people look at and say, oh, shit, I could do that, you know, when in reality, no, you fucking can't, okay? Now, here, let me just spell it out for you really, really quick. Uh, actors and actresses, yeah, they spend a lot of time uh, reading lines and rehearsing, okay? So is it easy? It looks easy, yes, I agree. But that's how good they are as actors and actresses. Comedians, okay, I'll tell you what. You can think maybe that you're funny, and you might even think you're a comedian, and that's great, okay? But until you can stand up in front of a 1,000 people and say things with a microphone in front of a brick wall and make people laugh, you should probably just shut the fuck up, really, is what you should do, because that's difficult to do. That is extraordinary difficult extraordinarily difficult to do. It requires a, a certain personality, a certain mindset. It's not easy. Musicians, the one thing you don't know about musicians, they make it look easy. I mean, you, we can all, we all watch music videos where, <laughs> and a lot of times even, even in music videos, they aren't playing their instruments. They aren't singing the song. They're just miming. You know, it's just for entertainment. It's, it matters for nothing. It is a music video. It's a, it's a, it's a guy who's, mimicking along with his song while you know bombs go off in the background and uh large-breasted women rustle around on the hood of a car or maybe on the floor who knows you know the formula is the same uh musicians have to practice an extraordinary amount and even to be bad at it you still have to practice a lot okay so when you meet someone who's a musician and is a successful musician you know that they rehearse you, ha you, you have to know that. So don't tell this fucking guy or this girl or this band or anyone else for that matter that, oh, you could do that. Unless you've done it, unless you try to do it, you might want to just shut the fuck up, okay? Professional athletes, same thing, okay? Sometimes, you know, maybe watching a baseball game, you think, oh, I could throw a better pitch than that. You got, yeah, no, you can't. Pitching's hard. Hitting's hard. It's all hard. It's difficult to do. These are professional athletes. And baseball's uh, one example where... You can be a great hitter. Uh, you could be a 300 hitter, which is an average, 300 average. You'd be a great hitter, but you'd still fail two-thirds of the time, but you're still considered great, okay? So it's tough. It's tough, and no, you cannot fucking do it, okay? So don't roll into my spear of influence. Don't come into my shop or come to my house or my garage or anywhere where I am and tell me that you can do what I do because unless you have the busted fucking knuckles and the scrapes on your arms and the kink in your back and the arthritis in your fucking knees and a professional tool set at home, you can't do my fucking job, okay? So stop saying it.
you cannot do my job. Maybe you successfully put a, a wheel on your car once, or maybe you did the brakes. Oh my God, you did the brakes. The man in the red shirt said that it wasn't hard, and guess what, it wasn't. So guess what, now I'm a master mechanic. Yeah, okay. No, you're not. Yes, you can look, you can watch a technician, you can look at what a technician does, and you can say, wow, that looks easy. Yes, I agree. There are several things that I do on a daily basis to cars that looks easy. You know, things like putting air in a tire. I do that all the time. That looks easy, doesn't it? Yeah. My problem is, how come nobody else can fucking do it? Seriously. I tell people all the time, I'm sure you've heard it before, if you've ever listened to this podcast before, if you own a car, you need to check your tire pressure a little more often than never, okay? But because I know you're not gonna, no matter what the fuck I say, you're not gonna check your tire pressures, I'll do it. I'll check them. And guess what? They're probably fucking low. And I jack them up and nobody pays me for that and you don't notice it, but it's something I do anyway. I do it anyway. Now, maybe you watch me change oil in a car. Maybe you watch me put some brake pads on. Sure, easy shit. But I just had to do a job where I replaced all of the valve seals in a twin cam V8. And I say twin cam, that means it has four cams. And there were 32 valves and I had to do the valve seals and put it all back together again and then put the engine back in the car and get it running. Can you do that? No, you can't do that, can you? Oh, you think you can? Sure. I'll, I'll tell you what, the next time I get one of these fucking engines and you want to come over and show me how uh, how adept you are, how talented you are, I will fucking lend you all of my tools and you can try it. Suffice to say, it's not fucking easy. I got the job done, got the engine back in the car, got it running, put the shit outside, called it done. Boom. Pay me. Don't fucking look me in the eye and say, oh, I could have done that because I might just poke you in those fucking eyes, you jackass. I got some people in my past who have actually said that before. One such incident, this makes me laugh because this was really a very telling moment. Uh, worked in an independent shop with a, with a couple other gentlemen, a shop owned by a guy I used to work with and his wife. And his wife was the manager. She ran the place. Uh, perfectly delightful lady, smart. I know she's smart. She's got a lot of things going on, but uh, she thinks she's more capable than she really is. And some of the things she thinks about running her business, quite frankly, in my opinion, are wrong. But it doesn't matter anymore because I don't work there and she can continue to do whatever she wants to do. It's fine with me. And uh, there's no hard feelings and it's just the way it is. But at one point she had made the statement, and not once or twice, maybe probably about three or four times, that she could do what we do as technicians. She could do it. And she explained how she helped her husband do a couple of things and then she felt now suddenly qualified to do our job as automotive technicians. And we didn't work on shit. We didn't work on garbage. We weren't working on Tonka toys or pedal cars. We were working on real goddamn automobiles with real fucking problems. Electrical, brakes, tires, transmissions, engines. We did all of it. We did it all. And yet somehow or another, she felt like she could do it too. Okay, great. So uh, one of my colleagues and I were trying to wrestle a transmission into a car at one point and it was a manual. And you know, these are difficult to line up sometimes. We had the, the, the pilot and the, and the clutch disc all lined up with the tool and we were tr attempting to put the transmission in. But it was one of these situations where it was a custom build. It wasn't the engine and transmission that were supposed to be in a car. So space was limited, space was tight, and uh, it didn't really fit very well. And so after wrestling with it for a few minutes, we uh, took it back out because we weren't getting anywhere. And we set it back down on the ground and we were trying to uh, re-examine our plan of attack when 
the manager showed up and asked us why we weren't doing anything and that putting a transmission in a car was easy and that she could do it. Okay, I became extremely irritated, but not nearly as much as my associate. He really flew right off the handle. He was he was quite livid that she had made this particular statement, especially after wrestling for a good 10, 15, maybe even 20 minutes with this transmission on our shoulders to try to get it in. He said to her, I'll tell you what, there's my tools pointing to his toolbox. Here's the car. Here's the transmission. If you can get this transmission into this car, I will give you my paycheck. And what happened next was comical, but only in retrospect, because at the time I was pretty pretty irritated by this whole scenario. She looked at his tools, and then she looked at the car, and then she looked at the tranny, and then she walked off. She didn't say anything. That's what I fucking thought is what my buddy said. It looks easy sometimes, yes, I, I agree. And you know that, you know, You've done, you've got to say you work for a car line that has a recall and you've done 50 of them so far and you check and they've sent you some analytics and say you got about another five, 600 of them to do. You got that shit down, bro. You could probably do the job with your eyes closed. And I, I literally mean that. So if somebody was to see you do it, yeah, I could do that. And you know what? You probably could. But I'd have to walk you through it. I'd have to tell you how to do everything. I'd have to show you how to use the tools. I'd have to show you how the torque wrench works. I'd have to show you how to disconnect the battery because some of the recalls require the battery to be disconnected. And you don't even know where the fucking battery is. You know, some of the recalls require that this gets replaced or that that gets replaced or that you have to check this or you have to check that. Oh, hey, there's some other shit that I didn't think of, right? The bottom line is you cannot do our fucking job. Stop saying that you can. I've got a, a gentleman that I work for now who has made it clear that he believes that he could be a technician without any problem whatsoever. His position is that he is uh, he's in charge of the shop, but he's never worked in a shop. He's worked as a service advisor, which is one of the things really makes my blood boil. I get it that being a service advisor can be a crappy job because you have to deal with the people. You have to deal with people. And that's the only thing about a car that can't be fixed with tools. You can't fix people. People are stupid. They're irresponsible. They're uh, a whole bunch of other adjectives that I can't even think of right at the moment. They fly off the handle. They think everybody's against them. They think everything costs too much. They don't want to pay. They think that everything that goes wrong with a car is somebody else's fault. That one blows me away. And you know that's true. I've heard the shit that they've said sometimes. They wiggle and squirm. When their car is broken, the first thing they do is they try to figure out who to blame it on. Can you think of, of a worse situ of a worse a worse tactic when your car breaks down is to try to figure out who to blame it on? I've seen posts on some of these pages that I'm on on Facebook where people say, Oh, you know, I I bought this car a year ago and I've got thirty thousand miles on it, the tires are shot. I think the dealer should warranty the tires. I think you're fucking insane. Tires wear out, stupid. If you put 30,000 miles on your fucking shoes, would you take them back to the shoe store and say, hey, you know, I wore these for a year and I walked all over the fucking planet and they're worn out. And they'll just say, oh, nice. You want to buy some new ones? No, I want you to give me new ones. Yeah. See that sidewalk out there? You're going to want to be on it in about three seconds before I beat your ass, you dumb fuck. That irritates the shit out of me. It really does. So for a service advisor, you have to deal with that shit every motherfucking day. There is not one day that goes by where you don't hear some stupid horse shit. I get it. Okay. 
but I don't see any reason, any any path to enlightenment, any knowledge that you gain from listening to or dealing with customers that suddenly makes you a mechanic. There's no link. There is no fucking link. People complain about what's wrong with their car and sometimes there's stupid fucking shit wrong with their car that irritates a mechanic. But in telling you what is wrong with his car, there is no knowledge imparted there that helps you fix it if you're not a mechanic. You follow what I'm trying to say? What I mean is no customer is going to tell you something that's going to instantly turn you into an automotive technician. Not for not in a day, not in a week, not a month, not even in years. If you're a service advisor, really, you should be concentrating on people. That's that's it. Don't come out in the shop and tell me you know how to fix cars unless you were a technician. Unless you used to be a technician, don't fucking do it. Now, a lot of times technicians become service advisors and I pray for them and their souls because having to deal with people who have broken cars is a soul-sucking occupation. And I give my service advisors, every single one of them, no matter how long they've been there or how long they're going to be there or whether or not they're leaving tomorrow forever, uh, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt and I try to help them out as much as I possibly can because if they don't talk to the customers and they're not there, then I might have to do it. And believe me, that is not going to end well because I have a very low tolerance for bullshit. I don't suffer fools lightly, okay? When somebody comes in and they have some kind of stupid fucking problem with their car, which happens all the time, I'm more than likely to just blast them. They'd be like, oh, my windshield wipers don't work very well. I go, well, that's because you've never fucking changed them and the car is four years old. What the fuck do you expect? They rub on the window thousands and thousands of times every time it rains. And over the course of the last four years, it's rained 1,972 fucking times. And you turn those wipers on every time and left them on for who even knows how long, five, 10, 15, 20 minutes, maybe an hour, maybe two hours, maybe you were on a trip and they were on for five hours straight, rubbing on the fucking window. Do you get where I'm going with this? If you can't understand why your wipers are fucking shot, shoot yourself in the fucking head because you're not going to die. Obviously, you have no sense of how things work or don't work. So go ahead, give that shotgun a try, okay? That's why I can't be an advisor, folks. I, I just can't deal with the bullshit. I've said it before. You've heard it. If you've listened to this podcast, you've heard this. It's just the truth. I can fix cars. I can't fix people. The only tool I've ever seen that fixes people is a gun. Because if you got somebody who's acting up, acting stupid, or acting weird, or acting out of control, and you pull a gun out, they fucking stop that shit in a hurry a lot of times. But listen, I, I would really like for people who can't fix a sandwich, who don't know what the business end of a hammer does, to stop trying to tell me that they could do my job. They can't. So if your boss your service manager, your shop owner, anybody who's in charge, whether they're in parts or maybe it's a service advisor or even a lot guy, if they feel like they can do your job, what the fuck? Point them towards your toolbox and fucking let them have at it. Let them have at it. Say, guess what? I got to take the transmission out of this car and replace all the clutches. Have fun, jackass. They won't be able to do it. I work now 
honestly, with a bunch of technicians who really have no skills with transmissions whatsoever. I myself do have some skills with transmissions, but most technicians nowadays, they don't bother to learn them. They just replace it as a component. Just like most technicians nowadays don't probably really have any idea how an alternator works. It either works or it doesn't, and if it doesn't work, they just replace it, and boom, guess what? It starts working. All right, so in closing, I guess what I would like to say to finish this diatribe out, this rant, is if you're listening to this and you're not a technician and you've never been a technician and you didn't go to automotive school, don't fucking tell me you can do my job. There's a sure way to start a fight. Now look, there's a lot of people not getting into this business. There's a shortage of technicians. So if you think you can do this job, if you can do my job or the job of a technician, go ahead and give it a fucking shot. Somebody will give you a job somewhere. It might take them a week, two weeks, a month to figure out that you don't know anything and that your head is wedged firmly up your ass. But hey, what the fuck? You think it's simple. You think it's easy. Go ahead and give it a fucking shot. See how it works out for you, okay? And for those of you who are technicians and know that the job is summarily difficult uh, on an excruciating level at times, and sometimes easy, then carry on and do what you do. Try to get better at what you do uh, and be appreciative of your friends and your fellow coworkers who can do the job too. Because guess what? In a couple, two, three years, there's going to be a lot less of you. Nobody out there is doing this anymore. Nobody out there is going into this field. Nobody wants to be a technician. Do you know why? Because everybody thinks they can do it and nobody really can. Okay. All right. That's enough of your Uncle Jimmy uh, spewing venom from behind the mic here at the Rock and Roll Garage. I'm going to sign off now because I think you've all had enough of me for one week. This is it. This is over for me. This is your Uncle Jimmy signing off saying, see ya. So that is it for this week's episode of Grease the Wheels. Make sure you keep those good reviews coming over there on iTunes. Make sure you keep sharing it with your friends. We've had an outrageous response from all over the world with people who really like what we're doing, and that's kind of weird, but we really appreciate it. This week's automotive content creator spotlight is on the Rust Belt mechanic. He's got a great video about the UAWGM strike and the rift in the auto industry that exists right now. That is some important shit right there, folks. Make sure you check that out. Also, we have started up a Patreon. It's at patreon.com backslash grease the wheels. That allows you to pop us a few bucks to keep us on the air. We got some big shit coming up, and we really want to be able to bring it to the entire world. So if you have a couple of bucks laying around and you love the show, and there's tens of thousands of you out there that do, so... Really, just a couple of bucks each will do quite a bit of good and keep our servers running, keep us getting more space so we can keep cranking out the good shit. Patreon.com backslash Grease the Wheels. There's lots of great things in there for you. You get access to a special Discord server where you get to chat with me and Uncle Jimmy and, and you get to sit in on some of this stuff well before it hits the general airwaves. We're also giving away some great swag through there and some interesting opportunities to take a look at some of the stuff that's coming up for Grease the Wheels. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.